A new era is upon us. We have officially moved away from the world of Seth MacFarlane. It has been a year and a half of talking about all of his shows, all of his movies, and almost all of his... I mean, still got a little bit left on a certain show. Yeah, there's but stuff. Shh, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, but stuff hanging us over, like hanging over no, our back. No, we can just we can we can move past that. Yeah, okay. but um, we on the show kind of specialized in I I feel like auteur analysis almost like it like like talking about yeah. not just these or, shows but I mean, like probably probably closer to autist analysis. Um, but um Tish, good one. Um, but, <laughs> but we, we, we talk Yo. about people like Seth MacFarlane or Tim Burton or, and I think that that is the area we specialize in. So I figured it would be smart to move to another animated comedy auteur or auteurs, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who are two of the other Kings of what is it? Like two of the other Kings yeah. of the, the animated adult animation. Yeah. yeah. King, kings who were here before Seth. Yeah. Yeah, um, they no, they got in there like a year or two before Family Guy's first episode. Yep. Uh, yeah. Not, August thirteenth, ninety seven. I mean, the the thing about this is that I mean, we sh- I I do want to apologize to everyone listening to this who's like, oh wow, where like I bet they're really gonna stick to a fucking conceit for this show for more than the first year. It's like, no, sorry, we just ran out of material. Yeah, um, no. What the would fuck you are like you expecting? To... We're not, we're not going to fucking watch Logan Lucky because Seth MacFarlane's in it for like 3.5 <laughs> seconds. Although I do kind of want to watch that, that movie, but whatever. Episode, yeah. yeah, we might actually, do that. Actually, yeah, fuck. Actually, we might do that. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> no, but... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, this is like... This is something I'm excited about, but it feels almost like we're embarking on like a new show, almost. Is yeah. Like, yep. The idea of like... I mean, it's you know still the same structure, still the same host and everything, but it's yeah. like we are going into like such a radically... This is season two. Set. Yeah, this really is Literally, season yeah, they, two. Yeah, this is kind of like season two of those good old-fashioned values. Yeah. We should call the show Friendly Faces Everywhere now. Oh, that would, so, that would actually be really cute if we did that. I guess it's it's time for us to do something we haven't done in a long time, which is go over our history. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's I'm excited. Oh fuck, yeah, we haven't done that since American Dad. Yeah, Cleveland well, show. no, I think we probably did it for Cleveland show. Yeah, but still, yeah. it's been a long time since we got to like dive in fresh and talk about this. Uh, talk about this. So I'm gonna start actually because. I have been, like, a huge fan of Matt and Trey for, like, 10 years or so, maybe longer. Like, I, yeah. South Park is pretty hugely formative to my taste in comedy. I think that the, like, yeah. the run that they had in the 2000s is pretty untouchable. Um, we'll get to that in a few months, obviously. Right. Um, I've been a huge fan. I It's embarrassing to admit, but as a teenager, their, like, shitheaded libertarianness definitely rubbed off on me a little bit. Um, I mean, that's most teenagers. Yeah, I, I I can see why the show why people hate how much the show rubbed off on people because if you're if you were an impressionable yeah. teenager, their like contrarian streak was very appealing to a certain type of shithead kid. Yeah, well, it's it's the you get to have the illusion of knowing things without the pressure of having to know things. Yeah, beyond that, I fucking love the movie. I think it's one of the best musicals ever made. Um, I love Book of Mormon. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that performed live, and that's also fucking great. Uh, I think Matt and Trey are... We're going to tear into them a lot over the course of this season of those good old-fashioned values. And 
we're going to like talk about how rancid their politics are and how, you know, awful and corrosive their worldview is, but they are insanely talented guys and I even as awful as they can be, I'm willing to follow them wherever basically because I think that they've got such a unique style of comedy and a unique outlook and again just like this mix of talent of like you know comedy writing and musical theater writing that you don't really see many other places so i uh, yeah i can't uh, I, I, it's not like we spent the the past year and a half covering someone with not necessarily the same talents but a, a similar yeah. set of well tools. seth likes you know like well, big band you know kind of like brassy like frank sinatra style music well matt and trey like I mean, they like all sorts of music from, like, heavy metal to rock, but they really like show tunes a lot as yeah. well. They are theater dorks at their core. So I, I'm really excited to do this because I've seen so many of these episodes so many times, and I just I fucking love this show. So I'm ready to get yeah. in. What about you, Ty? Nice. Uh, yeah, so I've been, like, a really big fan of Trey and Parker for, like, 11 years. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I was a big uh, – I've made it – you know, I've been clear on the show about how a lot of my like TV sensibilities were shaped by having like insomnia and or and or like being over at my dad's house and like he's busy with something. So I'm watching Comedy Central at 4 p.m. Like so as a kid, I caught like my fair amount of South Park before I like really knew what it is. Like I, I think I was probably watching South Park by the time I was like 10 or whatever, just because like it was what was on. And uh, I re- actually, I have a distinct memory of uh, one time, I don't remember how old I was, but it was like too young to be in the South Park or whatever. And I was, uh, I-, I had just watched the episode with, with uh, where Michael Jackson comes to town. Yeah. As, w- w- like Mr. Johnson or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I remember uh, quoting it to my stepdad. Um, and he's like, where were you? Where did you learn about that? And I'm like, uh, and I, I, you know, immediately I'm trying to, defl- I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I saw a picture or something probably, you know. <laughs> Read it um, in a book somewhere. Yeah, I, I heard oh, it no, at the yeah. library. Yeah, I, my teacher was, was talking about it with their, uh, their doctor friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, so I, I got into South Park, I think like maybe a little bit too young, uh, but I, I mean, I was never into, like, like I was never obsessed with them. Like, I caught, you know, Team America, World Police, and Orgasmo, and, like, I watched that shit. You know, I listened to Cannibal the Musical when I was, like, 16 or whatever. But, like, uh, really, I, I don't think it was as much as it was for you. Like, they were more, like, a bit of the tapestry that kind of informed my whatever fucking, like, comedy stylings or, or you know, my TV viewing habits. But, no, I've I've been on the Matt and Trey tip for more probably more than a decade yeah, yeah. uh yeah. okay so um much like oh, how oh, spencer wait, sorry, i'm so i'm so sorry i don't mean to know uh book of mormon also one of my favorites i could probably belt out the musical all the way through i saw it uh at Shays in buffalo new york which is a great theater it it's a fucking amazing musical Hasadiga and I, like, the, all-timer Hasadiga yeah no all-timer. Uh, it's the uh, Salt Lake City uh, Man Up is one of the all-time best end of Act One songs. It, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I whatever. I feel like we will have to touch on it at some point, and it will be very insufferable uh, because I mean, not. I mean, normally we have at the very least one musical theater kid, but Spencer is also kind of a musical theater kid about it, and I don't. Yeah, know movie theater Andy. kid. Movie theater kids are also kind of theater kids. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, that one's going to be obnoxious, but yeah, it's, I, 
I, for probably a good four years there, like, at least once a week, listened to the entire Book of Mormon soundtrack. Did you also listen to Avenue Q? And Avenue Q, and Hamilton, and Sweeney Todd, and, yeah, I... Ty, no, Andy, it's gonna be so bad when we do the movie, because I know the lyrics to, like, half the songs from that movie, and it's gonna be difficult for me to not, like, terribly sing along to La Resistance or something. Uh, looking forward to the commentary track. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I mean, I, I truly like, I am fucking rockly with the leg weights on every time musical shit comes up. It's like, it's you, I am trying very hard not to release like my full fucking theater autism. And might be the time it breaks. Yep. Uh, Bob Fosse and Matt and Trey are like the only places where I'm like a full tilt, like histrionic theater kid. And, yeah, that's no. the most Reddit thing you've ever said. <laughs> okay, anyway. uh, Andy, what's, what's so, your background? Uh, I have significantly less history with it, South Park than you guys. I I caught a little bit of it in the the early 2010s when I was uh, occasionally I saw like maybe 10 to 15 episodes. Uh, for context for you two, that was around the time when Mr. Garrison was trans. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a fun one to get into. Yes, uh, down the road. Um, Old uh, people who have been listening to this podcast for a long time will remember, though, that this is not the first time we're covering South Park. One of our very first bonus episodes was the Family Guy (laughs) thing we did. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Um, I mean, don't go back and listen to that because the show was still very bad back then. But I mean, it still is bad, (laughs) but significantly more bad. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Long-term fans will know that we have at at the very least touched on it back when we were like, Still trying to stick to the conceit of things related to Family Guy. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I've seen enough South Park to know that I that it is competent and probably better than Family Guy at the very least. Uh, but I, I, I have not seen enough of it to really know where I would put it in the grand scheme of, like, animated comedies. Mm. Uh, if... But I, I, you know, I, I have a begrudging respect for it at the very least, and I'm, I'm curious to see where, where, where it goes. Um, mm. Yeah. With that said, can I, can I start with my opinions on season one then, since this is the first time I've really sat down and watched a whole season? Go ahead. I don't um, see why not. Yeah. All right. So South Park season one. This was 1997. I see why this was a game changer, especially when you come from, you're a few years removed from Bartmania, you know, everyone in America was, was burning down effigies of, of Bart Simpson and then, and, and everyone was mad parents and, and the next step, and this is kind of the evolution of that is, is Eric Cartman calling his mom a bitch. That's how I, of like, yeah. they, I see how this was like yeah. the first, like truly like by modern standards, kind of edgy thing and, and that's the main takeaway from that yeah a, take- a lot of well sorry a lot of the i think like introduction of south park and family guy into the thing feels almost like an arms race against like the kind of conservative backlash to the simpsons where it's like yeah. yes to like to harness some of the same power that had it's like we well we need to build something even no stronger. but how far can yeah. we go yeah for sure. Uh, that's that, that's why you see a lot of the Jesus and Satan iconography. Yeah. That's why I say a lot, like, a lot of stuff that is just, well, fuck, fuck those tra- traditional concerns. Yeah. Fuck I mean, them. that's, a, I mean, that's also their, like, their kind of shtick for a lot of the yeah. show. Yeah. But... They're very, very uh, contrarian. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can tell. Yeah. 
I can tell. Yeah, I can tell. They're libertarians. Yeah, a lot of, like a lot of people give South Park credit as being like, you know, oh, it's like it's making kids conservative. It's like, no, it's just it's making kids biased against all of the people who Matt and Trey Parker or Matt Stone and Trey Parker think are annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And There's I want to say really a political like like valence to a lot of it. It's just kind of like, yeah, fuck this guy. And that's <laughs> and then a lot of kids who have not developed the, you know, modi for critical thinking yet because they're 12 or like, yeah, I also agree. I agree with the guys who say, uh, f- you know, your mom's a bitch. Fuck, fuck Hillary Clinton and, you know, Paul Ryan or whatever. One of the most yeah. revealing, uh, one of the most revealing things about Matt and Trey, I believe, is there was an interview with them that uh, talked about like their politics and they said like, you know, they... They said, we don't really go into every episode with, like, a specific, like, political idea. We're just, like, yeah. we, we basically, we don't like it when people on the left or the right try to tell people how to act. And we tend to make fun of liberals more since they do that more. And it's very revealing because that's, like, their their animating principle is basically just don't tell us what to do. And don't yeah. tell me what to feel. Which, you know, and sometimes I think they can be channeled into, like productive energy but a lot of the times you get stuff like i don't know like man bear pig or some of the, like the 2000s episodes that haven't aged really well uh uh excuse me i think you're forgetting about the turd sandwich yeah <laughs> but uh anyway what i was was also going to say is i think this this show is very interesting in the sense of what it is in 1997 and as a time capsule yeah. from that like, but I also think there's a lot of other, like, not just that, but also, like, something that I think South Park did that kind of surprised me is, you know, we talked a little bit about the show, about how, like, none of the McFarlane shows outside of, ironically, Cleveland show really captured, like, the area this was from. I think South Park does kind of feel like a Rocky Mountain State small yes. town, almost. Yeah. Like, it does capture that, and it's interesting seeing, because... Colorado has changed a lot, so I'm, I'm interested to see how much they captured, how much it's changed over yeah. the past 20 years. I am expecting some dumb weed episodes in the future. Oh, yeah, um, totally. Oh, no, there is there is quite a bit of the weed um, material. I will say that, like, at least I've, I've not spent a lot of time there. My kind of, like, uh, understanding is that a lot of the Midwest is not made out of paper cutouts. But other than that, I think they <laughs> kind of got it. <laughs> yes, the Rockies are not the Midwest, but Ty, let's let's get that know. straight. Um, anywhere that isn't the West Coast, or the East Coast, or the South is Midwest. I, I guess uh, that's your way of anyway. Uh, so, but the other thing is is one of the things I'm I'm looking forward to seeing most as the show goes on is kind of the current status quo kind of evolve because there's a lot of shit where I'm like, that's kind of weird, like. Randy's barely in the show yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really... Like he, he doesn't really... Like, he doesn't even have a name. You have yeah. the... The main... No, they do give him a, ma- a name, I think, He's in the, the volcano episode. Is what they call him. No, I think they call him Randy, but whatever. It's... it's And, like, weird, like... Oh, they're giving a lot of time to the uncle and his weird conspiracy theorist dude guy. Like, like okay, that's... Like, so I'm interested seeing the show develop into what I know as the, the South Park status quo. And that's the thing I'm... But my, my main takeaway with South Park season one is that it is very, it is very quaint. It's very like, yeah, everything is kind of small and grounded and all of the characters are very much, pun intended, cutouts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I'm curious to see, because South Park, as, as modern South Park, of all the, you know, long running animated uh, TV shows from around this era, like late 90s, early 2000s, 
is, from what I can tell, and feel free to yell at me if I'm wrong, is the one that developed most into the to the prestige TV scripts and yeah, plot lines and yeah, stuff. They, yeah, they... So I'm interested... And, and season one of this is is the least that. So I'm inter- I'm really... That's the main thing I'm interested in now. It's not... South America is... It's, it's fine. It's kind of cute. There's some good jokes. Nothing super strong yet. I'm curious to, to watch the show change mm. and evolve. Uh, since I went first on the other part, Ty, what did you think of this season? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think Andy kind of knocked it out of the park with a lot of Yeah, Andy was getting eloquent with it. Yo, Andy was kind of nice with it in this episode. Yeah. (laughs) He was verbally throwing it back. Yo, he was arching that shit, but like, (laughs) from an ideological standpoint. Uh, no, uh, but yeah, I think a lot of the points you hit are very accurate. It, It is interesting to see, like... It feels a lot more like, honestly, I will say more than a lot of the shows we have watched uh, for this, you know, podcast that we do. Uh, I, I think this feels more like itself in a lot of ways than a lot of the shows we've watched. Like, it, it fe- like it feels kind of like protean. Yeah, the the main four boy, the well, main three boys feel pretty established. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, if, like it feels a lot more like. Uh, it, I, the word I kept coming back to when I was watching it, which feels like a very ironic thing to describe this show as, but I, I think like it makes a lot of sense, is it, it feels a lot like the later show, but like more graceless, you know, like, yeah. or, or maybe maybe more yeah. artless, where it's like, I mean, and obviously it was never like a graceful show, like it kind of makes its bones off of, like, its ability to... This kind of has, like, the scale of almost something like an Aqua Teen, where it's just something you throw on and get high wet to. Yeah, well, it's... Just, like... Like, it feels kind of like... And this feels backhanded, and it kind of is, but, like, just know that, like, how much we love the show, like, this is not trying to impugn, like, Matt and Trey in any way. Like, it feels like something, like, a particularly kind of clever high schooler would make like yeah the idea of like the production value is kind of low like a lot of the jokes are low hanging like it's you know it has some smart enough moments and like it seems like it was written by someone who like genuinely has like a handle on what makes humor funny but it it feels very like unpolished in a way that like i think they would lean into later in a more intentional way like right now it just kind of feels like Right now, I mean, right now it kind of feels like a student project more than yeah. it feels like an actual TV show. And it's, I, I, I am interested to see like how it kind of refines itself into like what we know as South Park as the seasons go on. Like, you know, when it really hits its stride around like what, like season eight or whatever. Um, uh, but season like it's, four, honestly, is when it really you know, gets into gro- gets into its groove. Yeah, but yeah, so. A lot. I mean, a lot. I agree with a lot of what Andy said. Where it's this feels like a show where they kind they know what the show is. They just do not maybe have the technical know how to like build it into what is probably one of the top five best comedies on in TV history. Yeah. Um, and, and like it, it is. I will also say it is very interesting to see. Like, yeah, like you were saying, like how many of the secondary characters just really just get phased out ultimately. Like Chef and Doctor Mephisto and fucking. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I, Chef is still 
fairly iconic. Chef was like, no, he, well, still... he's iconic, but I mean, and we'll get into it when it happens. But like, because of all of the fucking uh, fighting that they did with Isaac Hayes, like he he is like oh. he is such a big part of the show that immediately disappears, and it's like it is weird to compare. It's like, oh no, he was like maybe like the fifth main character of the show, and then because there was like a contract dispute, it's like no, he's just not in the show's DNA at all anymore. Yeah, I am. I am very. I'm assuming uh, Matt and Trey fucked him over. Considering uh, what I know. No, actually, it's, uh, it's complicated. It's really complicated. Is it Comedy Central? It. it it has to do with we'll, uh, we'll Scientology. Well. Yeah. Uh, before we go into Spencer's thought on the season, and since we're on casting now, I just want to ask this: How the fuck did they get George Clooney and Jay, Jay Leno? George Clooney asked, and Jay Leno yeah. asked. Both of <laughs> no, them wanted that's to be on. Great. They have a very fun track record of getting like big voice stars to just do little bullshit roles. Like it, it, oh, it feels I, like a I'm joke. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised they got it in season one. That's more what oh, I'm like. I think they all, just like, probably caught it and were big fans. Oh. Yeah. Here's a so here's uh, some important part of history. At least with George Clooney, um, what predates South Park is a couple of shorts that they made for the internet. One yeah. was called Jesus, Jesus versus, versus Santa. Santa. Yeah, and Jesus versus Santa was like the first viral video in internet history. Yeah. And George Clooney apparently thought it was one of the funniest things he'd ever <laughs> seen. He made hundreds of copies for his friends and then asked to be on the show. And they were like, "Okay, you can voice the gay dog." And he yeah. Was like, yeah, absolutely. He George Clooney seems like a surprisingly chill guy. Yeah, absolutely. And as a matter George of fact, Clooney looking at fucking Santa Christ versus Doctor Insano and going, "This is the peak of comedy." Yeah, uh. yeah. No, really. But yeah, no, they they did get some really huge pulls for this first season. Like they got Robert Smith from The Cure too. Which <laughs> yeah, they, they George, got people. George Clooney just looking. He's like, I see. But what if Mr. T really did eat your balls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, no. It's the they, best part they, is, they is that a, they they have a big talent for like getting big names relatively easily. It, it's kind yeah. of astounding. They yeah. got um, in one of the best episodes we'll we'll talk about in a few weeks. Uh, they got Radiohead, like all of Radiohead, for one oh, of their best God, episodes. That's maybe maybe the in the top ten. I not to jerk it off now. That's maybe in the top ten best episodes of TV ever made. Yeah. Oh, it's boy. it's I'm so excited. good. But oh, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um. My thoughts on this season are, uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but most of what I've watched is like from the show's golden age. And yeah, I think, I think you two are pretty spot on. I think it's fine. It's, it's very, um, it's a lot more confident than the other shows we've talked about were yeah. at this stage. Like they have like, they've already kind of carved out like what they want to do. And they, they under, like they kind of understand their joke writing process and their world a lot more than Seth did with like family guy or, uh, American Dad at the stage. I think that it is like, it's mostly like fine. Like it, it, it does have that like kind of Aqua Teen thing of you know it feels like passive entertainment and it's not as punchy and really tight as the later episodes would be. I will say you part like little bits of brilliance shine through here and there. Like yeah, the, the Kyle's mom's a bitch song is. Of course, an all-timer. When they go back to it in the South Park movie, they beef it up and it's even better. Um, Cardman in particular is really, really like well-developed. Oh, you season. can tell they know this motherfucker is going to be on t-shirts. You <laughs> yeah. can tell. Yeah, the, uh, he, he is the Bart of the show and he has been since the start. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's really well fleshed out. I mean, they're going to develop him a bit more in later seasons when they make him like really evil, but... They they really understand it's sort of a perfect mix of like just 
narcissism and just like childlike pathetic child yeah yeah and yeah. they he, he's the stroke. bart but he's also the roger yeah he hit he's like right in that sweet spot of like you enjoy seeing him suffer and you enjoy seeing him inflict pain on other people too the the part that the roger the fucking not the carbon bit that absolutely killed me even though i'd seen it before is the chicken pot pie bit <laughs> i don't know why just the way his voice just rises up and up and just the no kitty it's my pat pat it's just it's so good uh. I mean, I, I will say that kind like Cartman, I do think they had like a really solid idea of him. There is a lot of things in the show that feels almost purposely like they were trying to alienate the audience. And like Cartman's original voice is kind of up there because like, I mean, he, he keeps a lot of like the vocal ticks throughout the thing. But it is so like it is so grating to listen to him in these early episodes where it's like he, like. It feels like you need a translator to like figure out what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, they they the they, they make his voice definitely so- softer in yeah. the later seasons. Um, yeah, whereas here he is full, full fucking incomprehensible all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not to not to blow our load too much uh, on this first season, but I don't know if you guys would want to because we're talking about like how it feels a lot more confident than a lot of the other shows we've watched and like. A big part of that, and maybe maybe we tease this out over the course of a couple episodes, but a big part of that is just, like, how long fucking, like, Trey and Matt had been working together for, like, a while before this. Like, yeah. I, they had been, at the very least, like, I think their first, like, official project, this was, like, at least, like, five years before South Park aired, and I feel like they had been working together for, like, yeah. like as a partnership for even longer. Like, it... Having, if, having a creator, creative duo, rather than just, like, an individual can definitely help get a show yeah, off the Yeah, and, and especially yeah. because it... Trey and Matt, like, a lot of the time, it feels like they are, like, more in sync than a lot of writing duos. Like, they... they it, it feels like uh, they're in, like, a fucking Pacific Rim, like, mind meld. Like, it's, like, they have a lot of very, very similar opinions on both comedy and, like, you know, uh, pop culture and everything. And they are able to, like... They, so they have, like, the, you know, the energy and, like, the kind of efficiency of, like, a multi-person team. But, like, it melds together like a lot of, like, auteurs would. And I think that that really, really yeah. helps them, like, get into the groove almost immediately because they have, like, this... They have, you know, they are not building this project from the ground up by themselves. Like, they are building it together and they kind of energize and, like, inspire each other to do a lot of the work while still being very, very close on a lot of, like, I think the core concepts yeah. of building the series uh, out. Also, yeah. um, self, this is kind of a transitional, uh, a, a different topic, but, um, actually it's a completely different topic, but, um, something I was curious about, did, cause this is Comedy Central's, like, outside of maybe The Daily Show, their biggest show. Oh, this is their breadwinner. Yeah. yeah. It's like this, The Daily Show, what and did they have Waiting, starring Justin Long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did they have before this? And the Daniel Tosh. Don't forget about Tosh. Yeah. Oh, oh Tosh. What yeah. did they have before this? I think a lot uh, of I'm looking at Wikipedia now. Uh, they had Mystery know. Science Theater. That's yeah, something. I think, I, I think it was kind of like TBS in that it did a lot of like reruns and like some minor original programming. I might be. Yeah. I, yeah. Like South Park was the, the big thing. It was, it was MST3K. They, they, Bill Maher started on Comedy Central, apparently, and yeah, yeah. but South Park was the first. <laughs> South Park. What was, what was he doing on Comedy Central? And also, so, so, <laughs> it's called it's called Comedy Central, not a not, not serious, a, not, not Central. annoying Jewish guy Central. 
and and also one of the things that uh, thank you fourth host of Wikipedia. This was one of the first big uh, TVMA shows. This is one of the first times where you just you just say anything on TV. So that definitely yeah. helps South Park. They get away with saying so much stuff on this show. Like they get away with they say like cunt a couple times. They find a way to yeah. sneak it in there. Yeah, because this was 97, so this was right before the big boom in cable, where every yeah. cable so, channel was at its biggest. Yeah, and so, yeah, and because of that, I think they were able to fly under the radar more than, like, maybe they could have once, like, cable became, like, a lot yeah. of people's dominant way of watching TV. What, yeah. One mm. other thing I want to talk about is, we, we've watched a lot of Family Guy, and I think, and, and South Park and Family Guy have a lot of shared history and stuff, but I do... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there are a lot more shows that are deliberately trying to be Family Guy knockoffs or come across as Family Guy knockoffs as opposed to South Park. And I think a lot of that is just, is it is it just like the visual style is hard to rec- recreate no, or is it? Uh, I think you're right. And my take on it is just that it's a lot easier to be Family Guy than it is to be South Park. Like they're both yeah. great shows in like their time, but like. No, South Park, especially, like, by the time that a lot of the imitators were, like, coming up, like, they were doing something that was a lot fucking harder to, like, imitate than, you know, Family Guy's kind of pop culture-centric, like, you know, uh, very, uh, very, you know, cutaway-heavy, very, you know, kind of staid animation style of jokes. Like, South Park was already into that, like, kind of, like, you know, serialized storyline, like, prestige TV shit. And I think yeah. a lot of people were not willing to, like, take the plunge on trying to make a cheap, you know, slapdash imitation of that. One thing I want to say about the whole uh, network dispute thing is that they were actually going to be a Fox show. Um, mm-hmm. And what happened mm. was is so they like, you know, they were pitch- they were going around like shopping around through uh, various like networks and fo- they were in talks with Fox. And apparently what caused it to break off with Fox is when they learned that they had the character of Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. And Fox was so upset by this. They demanded that yeah. Matt and Trey delete the character. <laughs> they were scared. They were like offended. They, got, they by, were scared of Mr. Hanky. <laughs> yeah. They were just like so just appalled by it. It's like, yeah, we're you, yeah. if you want to show with us, you can't do that. Yes. They were like, the smartest people in the world. 1990s and early 2000s Fox executives. Yeah. yeah. So they had only the best decisions for what got on the air. And, and what did Yeah, all, all those guys... All those guys were like, they, they like heard about it and they were like, Mom, can you check under my bed for Mr. Hanky? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, but because it was the 90s and like literally every fucking dickhead got a show, Matt and Trey, who had been in the entertainment industry for a while too, they just like, when they said that they're like, no, like we're going to have the talking poo character. So they just said, fuck off. And then they got to Comedy Central, and one of the important things that they asked during like the preliminary meetings was, "What do you all think about a talking poo character?" <laughs> and uh, they were like, "Yeah, we're down with that. We're down with that." And sure enough, it made Comedy Central a big deal. Fox, you guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah, you so can, dumb. You, like you could have. I, I'm trying to imagine the world if Fox had hit this, but imagine if Fox got Simpsons, South Park, and Family Guy, like, in a row. It, yeah. Yeah. They'd they, be, like, they, they would be they might bigger be, than like, Disney. Like, it might not be the big three. It might be the big one. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, 
We'll, we'll, and we're obviously, like, if we ever cover Futurama, we're going to talk a lot more about how Fox executives are fucking stupid. No, they're morons. So, yeah. They're, they're all so, fucking coked up. But it's you know, it's important to keep that in mind now. Yeah. 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 So, I guess, question to ask, We I guess we established Cartman as kind of the standout character of season one as, you know, he, he kind of makes sense. He's the, he's obviously the character you want to push. Chef is probably the, the standout side character. Who would you say is, you guys know the show very well. Who is, who is the character who you feel like is going to be the most improved season? Where it's like, they, they're here, but like, they're not really um, here yet. They I haven't mean, really. Randy is the obvious answer since yeah. Randy is barely here and like, he is like one of the most important characters the show goes on, especially oh. when, when Chef leaves, like, Randy basically gets upgraded to, to chef. chef. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think I, of um, the main I, main group, uh, Kenny, Mr. Garrison's uh, pretty song. Yeah, Mr. Garrison well. gets, he's, he kind of becomes. When do they Andy drop P- the puppet? Can because, I talk? like, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> for, they, they uh, drop the puppet, I think, around season seven or so. Um, okay. But. Yeah, no, I, 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 Mr. Garrison is, like, the second, like, the kind of the big secondary character, like, probably him and Randy. I think of, like, the main cast, I mean, see, like you said, like, a lot of the, th- like, the three kids all kind of feel like they know what they're doing with them, like, yeah. uh, I, I think they're a little bit more gimmicky, like, you know, they lean on, like, oh, Stan has, like, his thing with Wendy that, like, is kind of a big part of his running joke, like, that, that they get a little bit you know, more subtle about doing shit with later. And, like you know, so, but, like, archetypically, they all kind of feel like they're there. So I kind of feel like I would say Kenny, because, like, the joke of Kenny doesn't evolve for, like, a while, but they do enough interesting with him, like, later, where it's like, okay, it's he, because right now he feels like a punchline, and yeah. he gets to a point where he's not a punchline, and I, I think that I that is more I kind of know they... They yeah. they do cool stuff with you. yeah, and that's more, yeah, I think that's more growth them. you can give than like to the other three. Yeah, because Kenny is yeah. literally one joke. Yeah, the joke is oh, he, what if I mean? Well, no, he's two jokes. The joke is one, Kenny, you can't understand him, but he has he's like extremely dirty, and the second one is oh, he dies. And he's poor. Yeah. And he's poor. Um, you know who's someone that I was surprised how big they were considering the show, and and they dropped oh Cartman the yeah, uncle. He's like a hundred pounds. Yeah. No, the, the <laughs> uncle. <laughs> Um, like what? Like oh, like, Jimbo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Him and his fucking his his military best friend. Why are they in every episode? Like why uh, is a lot of? I think a lot of the early show feels like kind of like a mix between like their you know like the very cartoonish like outlandish stuff like you know the aliens or yeah. zombies or whatever, and kind of like trying to draw like a broad picture of like you know a small weird so- weird yeah, western yeah people. small like western you know like you know podunk redneck town and it feels like they like are the best at representing that but yeah yeah it is kind of weird just how much screen time they take up in this first season i I forget their names but i i do think like they're pretty standard jokes for what they are but i think like the mayor and cop character also gets some good material for this season uh they're not great but they're fine and may i don't actually know the mayor's name either i'm assuming that means that that she is not going to stay the mayor Uh, no she does she does a lot of time She's, she's just, just not she super consequential. As, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the joke that she has right now, which is that she's kind of like an attention-seeking, you know, shrill. She's a politician. Woman. Yeah, she's, she's like, Hillary Clinton. She, she, literally, she yeah, she is like a capital P politician. Even that joke, I think, kind of gets toned down as the show goes along. So it's there's truly not a and they don't give her like a whole whole lot else to do. So there's, I mean, there's not a whole lot to like that makes her memorable in the same way that a lot of these other characters are. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, like she, I'm gonna like think her of, role in the show is the mayor, and that's about mm. it. Sorry. For, I'm just going to say, I think I'm going to pull the plug here, and we're going to move mayor. on to the second half yeah. because we're, we've, we've run it pretty a lot. long. Yeah. But, but it's it's the first season. We, we got a lot to ground to cover. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, not bad. Pretty solid. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good Perfectly for what it is. Perfectly a, a, an all right foundation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to see where it goes. So... Uh, let's hop over to the second half. All right, catching the back half. I'm gonna make love even when I'm dead. My body might get cold, but it's always hot in my bed. Make love, don't you be afraid. Just because my heart ain't beating, it don't mean you won't get laid. Yay! Let's get out of here. Uh... And we're back. Uh, we're talking about three episodes from the back half, and as is custom, we talk about the pilot episode. Uh, Cartman gets an anal probe. So this one's interesting because for Didn't a couple they of reasons. Did they actually do this with 2D cutouts? Yeah, um, they did this one with 2D mm-hmm. cutouts. It took like four months for them to make. Yeah, that's probably why they stopped doing that. I was wondering, yeah. like, why they? Oh, yeah. Because well, there yeah, it is. Because the thing about animation is that there are some techniques that are some of the easiest things to do in the world, and there are some techniques that make you want to blow your brains out. Yeah. It's was this ever like hand drawn, or was it like when when they switched over to animation? Was it very early digital? I um, computer. Yeah, it was all computer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's. Yeah, that's it, what I, I mean. Whatever, not to tangent. It is very funny to think of, like, animation technically covers everywhere from, like, season 19 Family Guy to, like, the thief and the cobbler. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There is a lot of nuance. There's a bit of a gray area (laughs) between the two. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why they did it, they never did hand-drawn, is because South Park, throughout its entire run, is made entirely in, like, one office where... They have like a writing room with the team and then they pass it over. Like they write an episode in one night, then they pass it over to the animation team and they like start recording lines and stuff. So like the, it's all done in like one room. So I don't think they have like the resources or even space. Even yeah. Don't they, they, don't they make these episodes on like a weekly basis? Basically. Yes. Like, like the major, I think like the vast majority of the episodes are written like, like a week before they come out because they want to keep things current. Yeah. Yeah, and they Which also is a said super that. smart idea. Like it like I feel like there are very few production teams that could make it work. Since they can, I think it is a brilliant fucking practice for them, but Yeah. No, it's it's uh, insane. It, <laughs> it's a, it apparently it apparently means you basically have to live in hell for like yeah. 14 weeks or whatever because it means like you work like 100 to 120 hours a week yeah. and then you get the rest of the year off. But yeah, no, it is a it is pretty amazing what they do on like on such a quick turnaround. And we'll go through it in later episodes. They kind of talk about how like some of the production aspects come down to the wire. Like they were like like the evening before like an episode was to go to air, they finally got the rights to a song to clear or yeah. something. But anyways, uh, this one it's also interesting because they said in interviews that this episode was like they sort of had a reputation to live up to with how vulgar that they were. So they were like putting in as much profanity as they could in this episode, which I guess you can kind of see. I had heard that this episode was really bad 
from both like critics and fans, but I was surprised it was perfectly fine. Like, it's, I mean, it, I will say this screams. This is the first thing we made. Yeah, yeah. this screams. It does. It's not yeah. bad. It's what not the worst pilot we've watched for this thing. But compared to like even the rest oh. of the first season, let alone like the show, like when it really gets yeah. in its groove, like yeah, it, it it is lacking for sure. Yeah, I would say this is better than the first episode of every Seth MacFarlane show we've watched. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 It, it's better than pretty much every pilot we've watched, except for like Always Venture Sunny Brothers and, and Always Brothers. Sunny. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and more. It, probably better than fucking Moral Oral probably. Pilot because the Moral yeah. Oral Pilot wasn't very good. Uh, well, that was the zombie episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is better than the zombie episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it is very, you know, skeletal and very. It, it feels very like we're still kind of figuring things out, but. Um, what is it? it? It's it's pretty solid for like what it is. The plot is just that Cartman gets abducted by aliens and then the whole thing basically revolves around them like trying to make contact with the aliens as the anal probe continues to make like um like make contact with the aliens. But the I will say the running joke in this where Cartman is just like in denial about having been like having been anal probed the entire time. I don't know why that just I, I like that a lot. It's it's very it's a very good way to approach his character where he's just like he he can just choose to see things oh, yeah. his own way. Yeah. He's just having little temper tantrums. One thing that did kind of surprise me watching this episode and then watching the rest of the season. Surprised like Ike's a big focus and then barely in the rest of the shit season. Yeah. Also, I'm going to make a, a prediction as someone who has not watched my South Park. His mouth is kind of weird. Is that because he's supposed to be Canadian or something? Uh, yes. No spoilers. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's Canadian. He's a dog. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. But yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. And like with all this, I also will say that like, even, even though I am not super like high on this episode, it does something that like, I think a lot of shows that we like are able to do in that it gives all of the characters something to do like related to a singular plot, but also like kind of distinct enough that none of them really feel like they're bleeding together. Like, like, like how early American dad used to do or like how always sunny does where it's like, they are all, they're all parts of the main plot, but all of the characters have like distinct enough little character plot or like arcs in it where it's like, it makes yeah. it interesting to watch and it feels like a balancing act the whole time. Yeah, no, this is like, again, it's it's not a great episode, but it's incredibly well constructed for like what it is, like the just in terms of writing. Um, it, it is like it is it is written a lot more like tightly and professionally than you would expect for the pilot of the show. Yeah, I, I think I mean, I will say it definitely is the pilot, like Andy said, yeah. but it I. I'm not going to like crucify them over it. It was a perfectly fine episode of TV, even though I would. It's probably like a C plus or whatever. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. No, it's it's pretty harmless. So, uh, Al's big gay boat ride. Yeah, big gay Al's big gay boat ride. Um, this is big gay Al is such a fucking perfect character. Yeah. I I really didn't really leave a much of an impression. I will say by the standards of. 90s gay discourse this is pretty harmless i think like, oh no this is like this is surprisingly absolutely, progressive yeah yeah very yeah. very progressive like it's, yeah, very, it's about like, as good as like uh the 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 simpsons episode they did around that same time with uh john what john waters um, yeah then tree barker are weird because like every once in a while they'll like uh 
just like completely be right about like a culture war issue like yeah gay rights in later seasons they have like um the sissy and world war zimmerman um although the sissy was kind of like a mea culpa episode but <laughs> the um what is it they'll just like occasionally be like just completely unambiguously right about something and here like here they uh are correct where they're just like yeah you should accept gay people and accept accept gay kids or also whatever. there's a b plot with football but who cares <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the and the thing about big gay al that i think like is really actually kind of refreshing like even now you know 25 years later is that like it it doesn't fall into that trap that like a lot of fucking you know like trying to be woke shit does where it's like oh gay people are just like straight people it's like no gay people can be like big and fruity and annoying but like that's that's not like that doesn't mean that they're bad people or you should respect Wait, them any less. Ty, you're you're saying gay people can be annoying? What? Well, just one of them in particular. Uh, not going to name yeah, any names. No, but, no, uh, not, not going to name no, any but, names at all. But that and that's and I think like Big Gay Al gets a lot of you know shit because it's like oh what a nasty stereotype and it's like I mean I guess like on the one hand like if like they are kind of like you know whatever libertarian shitheads and like there's. I guess from a certain angle, there's like something weird about like, you know, making a big character of a gay guy, but also like, there are a lot of gay people like that. Like I know gay people like that in my life, like just kind of big, fat, fruity guys with lisps. And it's like, that's fine. Like a lot of them are fucking great people who I love being around. And like, and, and the fact that they are like very visibly gay doesn't make them like less worthy of respect. And it, it is kind of surprising how on the ball about that Trey and Matt are like, even, even in like, I mean, and whatever in, in the fucking nineties, there had already been like a significant amount of like, you know, gay discourse on in media or whatever, but like even like 20 years later now where it's like, I'm happy seeing characters who are just big fruity gay guys who are also yeah. like, who aren't demonized for it. And it's kind of amazing how early they did that. Yeah. I don't know. No, it, it, they did. It's absolutely correct. And I guess yeah. that's why I wanted to talk about the episode because like, we're going to rake the two of them across the coals a lot for being shitheads, but you know, they're not always wrong. Is the Sometimes thing. being even bigger shitheads than Seth on certain yeah. issues. Writer's strife is the big one that I know. Um, yeah. Well, did, 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 did Matt we'll and Trey ever say they were, did, did yeah, Matt we'll and Trey ever say they were going to go on the, the 9-11 plane? Did they ever say that? <laughs> no, but they were actually going to be in the Boston Marathon, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah speaking of it, uh, one, one of the funnier things they did was it was a late 90s award show. And without explanation, they just showed up like cross-dressed. Like they just showed up in dresses. And like they just like they just like in interviews, they didn't really talk about it. It's like, yeah, we're just so excited to be here. It's yeah. going to be great. Spencer has that video bookmarked. <laughs> uh, anyway uh well we, we we're going through these episodes pretty quickly you want to you want to do damien um uh yeah uh damien ty you wanted to talk about damien what is it what why is that i mean we can touch on it and uh i think people who listen to the end of the episode will know that like we we do want to like talk a lot about like the ways in which they use religious figures like especially jesus and satan uh, I honestly just like Damien because, like, like especially now, like, I don't think Omen was, like, as big of a reference as it would be, like, say, when American Dad did their Omen stuff or whatever, like, once the remake had come out in the mid-aughts. But, like, it, I don't know. I am always a big fan of, like, the fucking, yeah. like, Son of Satan stuff just because it's just a fun concept that, like, 
it kind of gives mythic stakes to something in a way that like you can but in a way that you can also contrast it with like the fact where it's like oh it's just a stupid fucking kid or whatever and I don't know. I thought it was a fun episode that also introduced the idea of like a religious canon into the show, which is something they get a lot of mileage out of as the that's, show goes on. That, that's the main thing I, I think this episode is important of. It's it's the big coming out. Like Jesus had been in the show a little bit, but this is the first real time we're getting to meet, get to know Jesus and, and Satan. Uh, yeah. And Satan, I know, is one of the biggest uh, side characters in the show, or at least most important. Uh, yes, for, um, yes, absolutely. For a time and. I, I, I will say also the, the conceit of Satan throwing the match to screw people yeah. out of their money is that's that's a decent take on the character of like it, it's very perfect also because like why does Satan need money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. He needs your money. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it's it's a perfectly it's a decent establishing thing for characters. Uh I also like this is one of the the shittiest Cartman's been. Satan did them one of the most evil things ever. He robbed a bank. I I also want to say this is probably the maybe not the most awful, but just the most obnoxious Cartman is the whole season of the the toy shit and just like the yes. the, 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 the Antichrist is like, dude, that guy's that guy's got issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah Cartman Cartman's really great when he's like being very small and petty in a way a child would be. Yeah. And I, I just love, yeah. Yeah. And I just love how just awful and obnoxious he is. I like how he shuts down the entire fucking, um, he shuts I, down the, yeah. Just Kyle got him a gift. That wasn't even like a bad gift. It just wasn't explicitly what he asked for. Yeah. 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 No, it, it's so great. And Cartman, uh, he, he's going to, we're going to have to talk about like the backlash to him a bit, but it's so easy to see why he became the runaway success of yeah. the show because like like from the get-go cuz he's a catchphrase exactly machine even more than Kenny. There's just so yeah. many like Cap Cartman lines and the way he says them is just so distinct that like <laughs> of course this character became super successful and hey, iconic. Of course. Hey guys. Screw you guys. I am going home. I wish I could I could go away from this podcast. Screw you guys! I'm hanging up from the from the podcast. Uh, okay, Cartman's mom is a dirty slut. Yeah, uh, Cartman's mom is a dirty slut. This is such a funny stunt of an episode because we'll talk about it in the next season. But they they like this is their first sort of love affair with like prestige TV stuff, like multi part arcs and cliffhangers and stuff. Yeah, and and, uh, and I I looked a little ahead, did a little peek. They do not say who his dad is in season two. Well, so. well I mean they do, we, but well, like not immediately. We should get in. I said in season two. Yeah, yes. well, we uh, should save that for season two because that is a bit of like lore that is actually pretty interesting to dive into, which is not. I think we don't have all of the pieces for right now, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, it does not, they do not end the cliffhanger the way that you might expect them to. Let's, I also, yeah, I also want to say, I think Cartman's mom is a pretty good joke of just like yeah. shitty, over generous American parents. But, like also, it's, but yeah. is, who is also just like straight up like a prostitute, which is, yeah. I think yeah. kind of a, a cheesy, like a cheesy, uh, you know, dialectic by this point but it, it it is at least like an interesting thing that they can like they it gives her character maybe more depth than a lot of the parents have at this point like except yeah. for maybe yeah. sheila whose whole thing is just like a mom who's very jewish 
I love you know? I love Sheila. She's like, great, I, I, but like wow, Spencer so loving Jewish women. Who could have not seen that? Yeah, okay, coming? we gotta. There yeah. there has to be something that we can't make fun of him for. No, it's just it is so. Um, it I don't know why. Just like everything down to her voice of that little what what what, what? that she does. What? Yeah. Yeah, that is a really good bit. Um, the fucking the Streisand episode, like making fun of Barbara Streisand is yeah. so lame. But then when she comes, like, oh my gosh, I'm God, your biggest I love fan. You. Oh, can you join this for my sister? Matt Stone is uh Matt Stone is from like a Jewish family and his uh his mom is Jewish, so he's definitely drawing yeah. on personal experience. I, I, I will her. say uh one thing that I as someone who is not super familiar with South Park can recognize immediately that they do arguably better than Seth, and he's pretty good at this, is just fucking taking down celebrities and doing attacks. Um we'll we'll see how that goes, obviously. Um but I've I've heard a lot of reputation about that. Mm. Yeah, it's. I think that's the big thing that they've made their bones off of. Even though I don't know if it's always their best content, but I've seen the mm. Bono episode yeah. at the very least. I, I will um, say that. Yeah. yeah, and we will get to again. Like a lot of the stuff, this is kind of a preamble for the show as it goes, so we'll get to it. But like, they, I think they have a very good concept of like how to get into the cultural conversation by like grabbing onto a piece of pop culture and having like a very provocative take on it, even if it's not yeah. always like their their most like enjoyable to watch episodes. Wow. Theater kids are gossipy. Who would have known? Yeah. Uh, oh. They are very, like, catty in a way gay yeah. guys are. Like, they're, they and, have, and very evil, if you will. I don't know. Like, it yeah. seems like all theater kids are very mean. I don't even know about that. They're just bus. petty. Uh, the funny thing is, is yeah. like they were talking about the episode, uh, the Starvin' Marvin episode. Uh, what is it? The woman that they showed on TV from Full House. Sarah Struthers. Sarah Struthers. Yeah. Uh, they make her, like, just really fat Grotesquely and then she, fat yeah and just, yeah like, and apparently sarah struthers was like really upset by that yes. depiction she was like that's really awful and then they were just or like sally struthers uh, uh, yeah sally struthers and they were just like they they at first they were like uh oh, we're kind of sorry yeah that sucks and then like a few seasons later when they just they brought her character back and they made her <laughs> even fatter yeah. <laughs> like, like they just turned her into job of the hut and then they were like in the commentary like listen she's probably a perfectly nice woman but like she's fat she's just enormous <laughs> It's yeah, they're just petty and catty and like honestly I think why they are so good about like gay issues is because like they're kind of just like the gayest straight homies in the world. Yeah, they're even gayer than Seth in many yeah. ways. That's that's insane. That's yeah. the yeah. gayest straight guy. Seth, wow. Seth is like a heterosexual gay guy. They are like extremely homosexual straight guys. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh but this one this episode, uh Cartman's mom's a dirty slut, it's fine. It's, it's I, yeah. It feels, I, I will say, this might be the meanest thing we say about them, like, at least on, like, a, a artistic level is. I think it feels like more of a kind of, like, like victory lap than they had maybe earned at this point. Um, I mean, yeah, it, I can it, see it, that. Like, I mean, doing Park, a big stunt for a yeah. season finale. And like, South Park yeah. did become, like, a kind of, like, even early in its run, like, a kind of a cultural juggernaut but like the idea of like they're like okay well let's you know we're going through all of like our side characters and you know we're going through like a lot of this stuff that we've touched on before and you know we're it feels kind of like uh uh God, didn't cleveland show do something similar where it's like it had like a big like end of season one finale where it's like you know bragging about all of its like great supporting characters that it had or whatever it's like obviously this is better than that but like it, it does kind of feel like a bit of like a preemptive mm. like of uh, like hey audience keep watching 
Yeah, uh, I don't think we have too too much else to hit on though, no, unless you have. I think ideas. I think we really covered it. Uh, okay. This was this was fun though. This was a good start. Uh, sorry, Spencer had to leave. Um, yeah, Spencer just had to hop off. He he's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, we will. Yeah, this was fun. I I, I will say I am I am optimistic for season two. I'm curious to see season one was fine. I'm cu- I'm hoping it's better. I think we are in for a very interesting journey on season yeah. two of those good old fashioned values. Twenty six uh, seasons, I think. Um, okay, well, you don't you don't have to actually say it. <laughs> okay. well, I don't even know. I'm just ballparking, but yeah. So, Ty, Spencer, Andy, we will catch you on the next episode. Uh, catch you on the flip side. Bye bye. Bye. We're doing anal probe, big gay boat ride, and Damien and dirty slut. Do we have yeah. enough time for that? I mean, we're already at like forty minutes. Yeah, let's let's ditch Damien. Let's just do dirty slut. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, uh, we can talk about Jesus and Satan later. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jesus and Satan both become like decently big yeah. characters. Satan in particular. Yeah, I can feel like that. A, Satan becomes like a really nuanced character. I mean, kind of I, I, I like I what Jesus they do with beca- Satan. I honestly think Jesus becomes less of a character in the show, but like, yeah, Satan gets enough yeah. screen time that we'll probably have like an avenue to talk about. That. Isn't he like the one of the big focuses of the movie? Yeah. 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 Okay. His his yeah, uh, so his relationship his... with Saddam Hussein is yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are we-